Do you need a pap smear? Welcome everyone and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight's episode 216 is entitled Conflict Resolution. People do not know how to express a hurt and clearly do not know how to apologize. We do. Tonight we'll begin to talk about and teach you how to do that this week at the table. So pull up a seat and join us. First time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or watch us live or later at youtube.com forward slash lunchtime in Rome. Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com, and while there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and it would be great if you gave us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good, and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. Rome. My back to the crackle? I don't know. I don't think so. But like, I think for a second there it peaked. Mm, it didn't peak, but I heard crackle. But yeah. now it's gone. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, sound is weird. Um, you mean in general, not right now. Just like the sound engineering is is amazing. And shout out to Malarkey who helps us out a lot. Um, Saw him last Thursday. Yeah, and he's just when you hear when you like experience him like balance everything out like live and like hear the difference from like when it started to where it is where he gets it. It's incredible. I was it's watch- crazy. I was watching a. Um- Hillsong Live from Miami in 2012. Oh yeah, uh, one of their concerts, and they, you know, they have like 30 people on stage, and everybody's taking turn leading worship, and yeah. you know, they're all playing different instruments and stuff. And I was kind of marveling at how, when there's a sound person there that knows what they're doing, and this person's, you know, they're they're now leading, and this person's lead guitar, it all sounds really good, but you have to be doing so many things on the fly. It's spinning plates. Yeah, yeah it's cool. And I know Malarkey's really good at that. And like I pride ourselves that we have good sound on our podcast, you know. It's well, Mary Lynn's chiming in saying sounds fine to us. So that's great. With lots of hearts, love you too, Mary Lynn. Um, so I'm still not feeling great. No, one more day of the antibiotic. It's gonna be a big day though. Big day. Mm. Turn the corner. <laughs> and you know, I've never had something like. Th- at least I don't think I've had anything like this where like you cough up something long COVID, and then like it's still there. Right, which is so annoying. Like mm-hmm. it's not productive. Yeah, when you have a cough yeah. and, and it's not productive, that's very frustrating. Or oh, when it's productive but not productive. Correct. Like he's producing something, right? But it's not reducing anything. Right. Correct. Exactly. Ah, so production no reduction. The production no reduction is terrible. Gosh, uh, but I am sleeping a little better, so that's good. Because um, I wasn't there for a while, and uh, <laughs> I almost. <laughs> I almost was going to say, do you need a CPAP? But the words that came into my mind were, do you need a pap smear? (laughs) (laughs) I sometimes do that when I think of CPAP. Because it's the same ballpark. You don't want a CPAP smear. No. (laughs) Oh, you sure don't. Okay. Well, that could do. Anyhow. Nope. Um, Something I... I, That was an awkward grandfather. (laughs) Pap smear. Yeah. Good old pappy. Good old pappy smear. (laughs) 
Uh, another thing, and I've oh, talked. Eric, you're still here. I'm still here. Um, <laughs> trying to get through something. I'm trying to get through this podcast right now. Um, Among other things, right? Uh, September. Well, the thing is, you know, and I've talked to you guys about, and I'm not going to go. I'm not going to elaborate, no. but like, I I hate that we're still living in a world right now where COVID is still a thing. And, and I'm that, not. I'm not going to go into any detail. But may I go into detail? Sure. You're not begrudging. The virus that is COVID that causes you to get a little bit sick. Right. You're begrudging the actions and or one might say overreactions. Yes. Right. To the original fears that COVID was attached to. Right. And or reality. I'm fine with people who still want to take whatever precautions they whatever think you want to are do. necessary. I don't care. But you when do you're you. continuing to mandate or make policy for large groups. Or resuming to. Resuming to. Right. Mm. Right. Right. And that's that's all I really want to say about it. Yeah, no more. I'm just really frustrated with it. Sure. Um, And yeah, it's affecting my family right now, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's not good. Um, One good thing is I have to be vague on this, and I'm sorry, but um, there's something that I've proposed at work that we do, and it's going really well. Sell jeans. Yes. (laughs) I know. It's a brand new idea we've had at American Eagle. (laughs) We should sell these things. Oh, great. He goes into a meeting. Hear me out. Hear me out. We've got to stop giving these things away. Clothing. Um, Listen, clothing. <laughs> no, nah, but I'm very excited about it. I can't wait to talk about it for real. Um, but I had a, I had some good meetings this week about and, it. And that's so, a good thing. Yeah. Because it's outside of your typical purview. Yeah, it's a little stretch goal for me of what I'm doing. and oh, uh, stretch goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, and that's... It could be financially rewarding for you, um, you know, down the line. But I, I know that you were talking, I don't know, eight months, six months ago, eight months ago, ago about kind of hitting a plateau and not really being sure where to go, you know. So to be able to do something like this and implement a, you know, potentially cool new direction, yeah, is very gratifying. Yeah, and the know? fact that you've already gotten as far as you've gotten, it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, people are listening, right? Yeah. And like I've heard, which like, shocks you to a degree. Well, and I've heard from people that are. Uh, Notoriously, uh, naysayers. Not naysayers, but like negative. Like, oh, this will never work. Sure. Um, because we, we've 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 had ideas that were like, yeah, this is bad. It's never going to work, and it doesn't. Um, those people are like, this is a this is really good. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so exciting. It is yes. exciting because like I've made presentations and I feel like okay, so like my presentation is good because I'm like mm-hmm. convincing people that you know this is why we should do it and this is why it's a good idea. What's that word again? Presentation. Versus presentation present, versus presentation. We, mean, th- so I guess we I, talk about that before? No, we, oh, we might have talked about it off the mic yeah. the last week. I, so I, I say presentation. Though. So do I. Like when I'm talking about like a PowerPoint or something, yeah, it's a yeah. presentation. Because okay. I said that naturally. I wasn't thinking about it. So I say presentation. Yeah. Huh. I don't think I use the word. I bet you any money I'll say presentation. And I don't know if you were in it. Like, uh, I don't know if you were in the conversation. No, but it's, and it's, no, I'm very excited for you because, you know, you say with your, lack of self-esteem, for lack of a better term, and or self-condemnation. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that you can go into these situations where there's no question you're not qualified. Like, this is all new. There's no track record. There's no history. And, like, it's sort of like the opposite of the imposter syndrome. Yeah. You know, because you're like, no, I'm clear. I don't belong here. Yeah. But I'm putting myself here. Yeah. And then even in that. And I know this is a good idea. Right. And yeah. you're not being rejected. Right. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. For me, uh, I too am in the middle of starting something new. I don't even know if we've talked about it on here at the table, but my PH family idea, mm-hmm. 
which is one of the reasons why I resigned from coaching last year before I started coaching again this fall, um, to match kids up with students who don't have enough family support financially or emotionally mm-hmm. and very often drop out of programs. And oh, I definitely mentioned it because I went before the school board and I think I shared a little bit of that jocularity. But we've been in the process of launching it. And even like today, I finally got all the coaches' emails so I could match them up or, or with connect them, give them the opportunity to have the people that want to be the family member for their sport. Mm-hmm. And they get to choose, oh, I know that person, I don't know that person, whatever. And it was crazy because I probably spent two and a half hours on it today, which is one of those times where I laugh when people say, like, how do you fill a day? And I'm like, well, apparently today it was two and a half hours of cutting emails and pasting and sending out you information. You can fill a day. And, oh, yeah. Me or one? You. Thank you. Yeah, you're very good at filling a day with purposeful thing and like one of the coaches said well yeah i don't really love that idea that person but i think there's some other ideas maybe uh, why don't you come into the school meet with me uh, and we'll talk and i was like oh well that's better than a no i have to tell that person because they only had one person for their sport so they didn't have to choose it was just one so i'm like i'd have to tell them yeah he didn't choose you he wanted nobody instead of you so whatever and then he's like yeah come in come into the uh you know the school uh 9 30 a.m and i'm like what I mean, I've only gone to bed at two or three, but so now I have a meeting on Friday morning at 930 in the morning and I have a phone call tomorrow at three with a different guy. And it's like, man, these things escalate quickly, Mm -hmm. but it's been positive and I've received a lot of encouragement. And to the one person who encouraged me today, it was a very significant Penn Hills resident. I said, you know, thank you because I'm anticipating pushback Mm -hmm. and complications and I've already solved some of the complications that will arise, but have not arisen yet. Mm-hmm. And I have to debate, do I preemptively solve it or does it need to become a problem? Mm-hmm. And then I solve it because mm-hmm. otherwise it looks like I'm micromanaging it in right. the first place. It's one of the first times in my life I have anticipated a problem and already have the solution to the problem before mm-hmm. the problems arise. Right. Mm-hmm. Arisen. Presentation. Um, so that's fun. It's fun to tinker with that and it's exciting. Oh, and I, and I just said how much I appreciated that encouragement from said yeah. Hills resident. Well, appreciation is part of what we do here and talk about. As is encouragement. It is. Yes. Um, we, uh, when I say we, we got a cow. Um, <laughs> you French now. We, 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 we got the cow. It's in the freezer. Yeah, so uh, you, we had talked about it way back, uh, beginning of this year, maybe even end of last year. No. Spring. Was it spring? Yeah. Um, Which could as well be three years ago. Yeah, it's been a long decade this year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But we talked about going in a cow, and we, the four of us here, Chris is not here tonight, by the way. Uh, He is... uh, He's not just late. No, or he doesn't have an invisible suit on. He's just not here. Uh, But we had talked about going in a cow, so we got that late last week. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's pretty cool to... uh, be a part of never really had that happen yeah before. i've never done it i've either, gotten yeah. deer before you know around here there's a lot yeah. of hunters and you know they'll, they'll give deer but um the cow was pretty cool uh, we got a lot more than we expected um big cow big cow and so i think that's pretty we've we've just got lots of meat now uh different kinds have um, you made anything with it yet not yet no you? um no not yet i what time <laughs> That's no. why God made October. Yeah, that's right. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I made so much food last week when I got back from New York. We're still eating leftovers, so I, I wanted to kind of get that, rid of that, some of that stuff. But it's it was cool to see all the different cuts of meat 
you know, uh, roasts and steaks. Yeah, arm roast. That was yeah. new for me. Even the, like, I'm excited about the marrow. You guys were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, dude. What do you do, boil it? Roast uh, it. Roast it. You roast it, yeah. If and you then, boil it, it'll dissipate into the water. Okay, I don't want to do that. You scoop I it out. I want to eat it. Yeah. yeah, scrape it out. I'm very interested to see how that is, because hearing about it, like, you guys make it sound good, but to my ears, it doesn't sound appealing. No, why would that? Because, like, people have, like. Marrow, you're eating. A marrow transplant. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. that, And that's not pleasant. Yeah. I can't, it's got to be really healthy, right? Like, there's oh, got to be a lot of yeah. health benefits to that. The only, I mean, one of the only healthier things I have a bunch of in my freezer. Like liver and stuff? Beef liver. Yeah. I got a crap ton of beef liver, and I've never liked liver. No, neither. I've also never made it. Yeah. I've cooked it for my grandma once. But, I mean, if you look at, like, how nutritious it is. Yeah. I mean, it's... Liver is nutritious. Oh, so dense. But it's like the filter of the body, like... I just don't understand the how filter the, of the body. Yeah, and he's off. Yeah, like I just don't understand how that can be healthy. When if, if I feel like well, cows don't drink alcohol, so they're not hurting themselves. Yeah, but there's still thing. I don't know. Like it's just it's your filter. Like I don't yeah. know. So you you ended up getting you and organ Tom meats. got a lot of the organ meat. Um, got the tail. Pretty excited yeah, about that. Really? What do you do with the tail? Make oxtail soup. You can make oxtail. I mean, you make a asabuco if you wanted. You can. Huh. Roast. I mean, it's the same thing. You have to cook that for a long time. Yeah, and and it's sliced. I mean, it's not the tail. <laughs> right. Got the tongue. Mm. Oh, you got the tongue. Oh yeah. Oh. I think we each got a tongue. They he threw in a bonus tongue for Tommy. Nice. Mm. It tongue does taste good, but man, you can tell it's oh, tongue. Oh, you, you can you, tell it's tongue. You made some. I did tongue. make some beef tongue before. Yeah, we tasted and it I, on here. I love it. Was it. Fa- it was one of the fam- one of our most famous drops. I can tell it's tongue. <laughs> I can tell it's tongue. tongue. That's tongue. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get the brain though. I thought we were getting brain. Oh, I have the heart. I'm kind of pumped about the heart. What are you gonna do with that? Pumped yeah, cook it, about the it. heart. Yeah, hey, but like, hey. but like, how though? Like, what? How would you prepare that? I don't know. I heart it, soup. Uh, no, you just grill it. I don't know. I read it once. Yeah. I'm sure you'll read it again. I'm just curious. And, like, you you know, gotta, the thing is, you got to clean it up. There's a lot of ventricles and whatnot. Mm, ventricles. Mm. And so hey, speaking of... Ventricles over testicles. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to eat either, though. Oh, those are... Wait, those are called whatever. Uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters. Rocky Mountain Oysters. What's the show? Uh, oh, I didn't Anna, even ask about those. What was the one movie with Chevy Chase? Um, something about a farm, and they're like... He's just, he's, yeah, he's just eating these things at a uh, bar, yeah. and they're... He's like, mm, these are great. Yeah. What are they? Sheep balls. <laughs> um, and speaking of cutting things, um, we uh, we had kind of an Abbey weekend where, not that we cut Abbey. Yeah, I met a um, friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was her birthday last Thursday, so we kind of extended it over the weekend. And on Sunday, we went axe throwing, oh, which yeah. is where I was going with the cutting. Um, ah, there it is. Yeah, and that was a lot of fun. You know, it's just, it's a good time. It and, is fun. Um, yeah, so the, nobody was injured and nobody had to apologize to each other. Actually, that's not true. Uh, there was some apologies, um, but they were constructive apologies, which is rare. It wasn't like, see, oh, I'm sorry, through this axe in your arm. Yeah, that would be a bad apology. Right. Yeah. Just like that was. Sorry, I cut you off. With the segue. No, it was good. It was a good segue and it was, it was a good, uh, segue. That's what it was. <laughs> and it keeps getting better. <laughs> However. We have been wanting to talk about for a long time how to apologize. That's basically it. The title is conflict resolution. Sure, whatever. But it is one of the things that it's very complicated. And it is, I would go so far, maybe we can even start talking about this. Is there anything 
more misunderstood in the realm of emotional needs, emotional responding. Is there anything that people get more, most wrongester than apologizing? Comfort? Comfort's up there. People don't I, comfort right. I would say just general lack of awareness. You know, you don't even realize that emotional responding is even a thing. Correct. But even like a, somebody who doesn't know, hasn't sat at the table with us, there are people who naturally are like, oh, and they I, just join you. Yeah, right. I would feel like it's it's harder to meet somebody's emotional needs than it is to like do a good apology. Well, oh, I couldn't agree less. No, I mean, well, you say it's harder to meet somebody's emotional needs than to apologize correctly. Meaning, like, um, you have to know so much more for to meet somebody's emotional needs than to simply say I'm sorry. But to say, uh, but, but but to I'm, say, I say I'm sorry, I'm sorry is, is not, not a good it. apology. I know that's, that's, that's proving my point. Well, this is good conflict resolution. But I right think, here. like, what I my point was, I think I, I agree with your original statement of people don't do it correctly. Correctly, more people will will respond emotionally to somebody more often than they will apologize correctly. Yeah. That's my statement. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because I think there are people that'll just join you and they 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 get that. Naturally, right. like organically. Naturally, they're, they've, right. they've received that. They understand that. But they'll to, stumble into it. They're not saying, you know, Romans 12, 15 says to rejoice with those. Right. They're not doing that. But to intentionally or or have the wherewithal to naturally right. learn to resolve conflict. I think I think my point is like you naturally hit the mark more and emotionally needs, even though you need to know more about meeting somebody's emotional needs. Right. So it's more difficult to apologize. Right. That's what I'm saying. And I agree with you. Yeah. Um, And we haven't done it yet because it is kind of in the weeds. It's it's in the in the Roman not the Roman numerals, but this the square triangle circle of the outline. You know, it, it's you have to have a base level of knowledge to even mm-hmm. get there, and I think we've gone over that for weeks on end, and we've built everybody up to this point where I think we can communicate it without sounding like we're being emotional need nerds. I even think about one of the things that we have talked about quite a bit on here is the the same fight that every couple has. You know, it's it's you haven't learned how to resolve that conflict, and it it, be, it becomes an ongoing thing over weeks, months, years. You know. They're not even aware of the, the of why that happens all the time, and right. they're certainly not able to resolve right. it. Right, and that's a good transition, Brian, because the reason why they have that fight is the same un, the same emotional needs are not being met or taken from them over and over and over again. It might be separated by weeks or a couple months or whatever, mm-hmm. but they're not aware of the emotional needs, so therefore they just think it's the same fight over and over again, and so. When we talk about conflict resolution, what are we resolving? Well, conflict. What is the conflict? Well, somebody got hurt. And we've talked about it a lot. A hurt is an emotional need not met or taken from you. I was explaining it this afternoon to a guy who's very, 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 very smart, but somewhat a novice in this regard. And I said to him, you know, if you said to me, Jay, hold me. I'm scared. I have a high need for security. I said, I want to be very clear. I would not do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said, so that would be a hurt because you're still going to be insecure. Mm -hmm. I said, if I grab my car key right now and jam this key into your eyeball, that would be taking your need for some, for security Mm -hmm. away from you. And he understood the illustration. 
<clears throat> so what, before we go deeper, what typically happens when there is conflict, when there is a hurt, is people express that hurt. And I will go so far as to say they probably express it poorly. Would you agree with me? I would. Mm-hmm. People have a very hard time expressing what they actually are. They're, they're not very self-aware or able to dig down to the roots of what's actually happening. Which is exactly where we're heading yeah. is one of the essential components. Right. They're not aware of it. And if they are, they don't express it well. But let's say they do. Let, yeah. I mean, people are very good at letting no. Many people are very good at letting somebody know they've bothered them. Mm-hmm. Even if it's the silent treatment. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the other person has been con- conditioned to know, oh, something's wrong. Right. On the other hand, there's, I mean, Rachel and I sat with a couple who was in conflict, and which is rare. Rachel doesn't normally sit in with me, but it was a special case. And the, the woman turned to Rachel and said, well, when you're screaming at Jay, you're telling me you don't ever swear? Mm-hmm. And Rachel was like, I don't know how to answer this. She's like, <laughs> I, I don't swear. And I don't scream at him. Right. And the girl was like, no, 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 no. Like when you're fighting mm-hmm. and you're screaming. Rachel's like, and we're both like, oh, this is so awkward. Right. Yeah. But it's not as if Rachel doesn't let you know. Sure. Sure. It's not that you haven't but had that's, arguments. That's the pattern that most people have been trained to deal with their conflict. Name calling, yelling. Screaming. Yeah. But regardless, so now there's the need for the apology. And we would be remiss if we did not go over in the beginning of our time here tonight. What typical apologies or what they look like, strategies, not strategies, methods of conflict resolution that people use and why they don't work. Does that make sense? Sure. What are like some- ways, ways that people apologize poorly. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Brian, what is one that you are more than aware of? Um, well, I mean, I would go with facts, logic, and reason. Okay. That's the description. But what does yeah. that look like? Give me an example. Um. Brian, you really made me mad the other day when you made fun of my sermon. Well, Jay, your sermon uh, was I'm stupid. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> your sermon missed the mark, and you know, I just felt like um, I, I I hear what you're saying, and I'm sorry for hurting your feelings in making fun of you in your sermon. But your intent was. You know, it's, it's explaining away the intent. Mm-hmm. You know, well, Jay, your sermon was uh, a little too long, mm-hmm. and it was a little too this, and it was a little too that, and that's why I said what I said. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, thanks for the facts, logic, and reason. Yeah, too often people explain, they almost sometimes, almost sometimes, double down. Mm-hmm. You know, that hurt my feelings when you did this. Right. Well, here's why I did it. Right. Yeah. Because that person wants validation for their own actions. They're not even th- hearing you, you know, and that's neglect. Right. Also, one of the ways people just ignore it. Like, they, oh, yeah. you're such a jerk. Whatever. Right. And now they're not trying to. Correct. Right. But also, very often, you think about. Or I didn't mean to hurt you. Right. Which is facts, logic, and reason combined with being selfish. Because mm-hmm. all you're doing is focusing on yourself. Right. Well, no, I, I certainly didn't mean to hurt you. Mm. That is one of the greatest mistakes in apologizing. Yep. I certainly didn't mean to hurt you. Think about it. I didn't mean to hurt you. Mm-hmm. It's actually, and I've never thought of it's it. The wor- it might be the worst one. Sure. Other than like being critical. Uh, critical. You're yeah, overreacting. Criti- yeah, critical, yeah, it's probably a bit bad, but man. Yeah. But wait. I I'll, think it's sneaky. I think it's sneaky the worst. But here's where I, I um I just had a mini revelation. If you say I didn't mean to hurt you, it's actually devious. Because it puts the hurt person on the defense. 
Like, why is it your fault that you got hurt? No, but I'm no, no, no. I'm a. If you say Jay, if I say to you, I didn't mean to hurt you. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you that you're telling me that I intended to do it. Because if I'm just saying what you did hurt me, yeah, I'm not saying you meant to hurt me. Because that's worse. If I say to you, Eric, I can't believe you meant to hurt me that way. That's really strong. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say that. All I'm saying is when you did this, it hurt me. And you go, well, I didn't mean to. And I go, no, I'm not saying you meant to. So now I'm being defensive. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, well, how am I wrong in this situation? I'm not wrong in this situation. Well, right. Right. You've been hurt. And then all of a sudden now you're the a-hole. Because because I assumed you were a terrible friend. right, Right. Like, are you saying I'm a terrible friend? No. No, <laughs> I'm just saying that what you did hurt my feelings. Right. But when we say, oh, I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to do it. And, and I have said this, I won't say to who, but I'm married to them. <laughs> when I expressed a hurt to her and she said, well, I certainly didn't mean to. And I said, well, that would make you a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Right. If you chose to do this <laughs> saying, yeah. hmm, this is really going to hurt his feelings. Right. I'm going to choose to do We're that. A whole, I said, I'm only expressing this to you yeah. because I know you didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, throw out, I didn't mean to do it. Throw that right out the window. I mean, that was somebody else who I'm not married to, but related to, and it's not a woman. Um, But they're in my immediate family and a sibling. (laughs) I shared a really big hurt with them 15 years ago. And he leaned back and he went, "Ah, I mean, I didn't mean to. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I am glad we cleared this up. Right. Yeah. And why is that poor? It's because not only is he not joining you in that healing of that that hurt that you're bringing up he's dismissing you what well, has nothing to do with me it, it has abs- right and it has everything to do with them right yeah i'm still hurt mm-hmm. and you're telling me oh i misassessed the situation mm-hmm. yeah okay well how about me <laughs> you know you're clearing your name mm-hmm. oh, i didn't mean to so we're good here okay right. let's move on let me go on my way uh, another one that doesn't work is you know that's not what I meant. You're taking it wrong, mm-hmm. which goes a little bit back to the facts, logic, and reason. But you think about it. No, no, no. no. You don't understand. What I meant was this. Mm-hmm. So you misunderstood, and you shouldn't have been hurt. Yeah, you're right. taking it the wrong way. You're blowing this out of proportion. So is that critical? It. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're saying you didn't assess your feelings correctly. Yeah. Through my. Actions, my right. actions, you misinterpreted my actions, so therefore you shouldn't have felt what you felt. And it's things like, you know, look, relax, relax. This isn't that big of a deal. Enough. Hmm. That, that's not right. going to make that. The, has the other person ever gone? Huh. Oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> you know what? I wasn't making too big of a deal out of this. Yeah. yeah. I better scale it back a notch. Thank you for putting me in my place. Right. So many people I want to hear. I want to have to hear this podcast. Right. (laughs) Here's another one. Ready? I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry you feel that way. That's the athlete one. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry if you uh, took what I said. I'm sorry if you were offended by what I said. That's the politician one. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry if anything that I said led anybody to assume the worst of me and took it the wrong way and feel bad. Total political I'm sorry you feel that way. It's so passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, It's a little bit of all of them. Right. I'm sorry you chose to take this the wrong way because I didn't mean it. You don't even understand my intent. And, uh, I'm, you know, so that's, that's another one. Here's another one. Ready? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's even if you go, oh, I'm sorry. 
and you mean it and it sounds good. That's the least worst we've had so far. Right. Hey, really, you know, when you stabbed me in the eye with your key, it really took away from my need for security and I'm really on the, on the edge now. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I am sorry. I'm really, really <laughs> sorry. But it, it, it definitely leaves a lot to be said on the table. Oh, you know, there's, there's no, no real resolution at all. No. I, all it does is confirm you didn't mean to do it, maybe. Right. And then there's an inference that it was wrong, though you didn't say that. Mm-hmm. You just said, oh, I'm sorry. Right. Okay. I feel like I feel like we've talked about, I, I'm sure we've talked about this in the past. So you have to seek to join. Well, oh, oh, yep, 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 yep. Let's yep, not yep, give yep, away oh, the outline, Brian. Yep. We're bringing them along. My bad. I did go back and listen to all 215 previous podcasts. That's why it was on the tip of my tongue. I, well, <laughs> I thought you had them memorized. All of them. Yep. Scripts and everything. So, yeah, those are the predominant ways people apologize yeah. poorly and or never apologize. Yeah. There is that. And every example is just you're not joining that person. On hmm. Another one would be, yeah, but you, oh, here's why I did what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, a little aggressive with, well, you made me do this mm-hmm. or here was the problem or you did this. Mm-hmm. So it's ignoring their hurt, but then taking it to a different level. Right. And a lot, so a lot of these apologies that are poor are, um, because you're trying to defend yourself against, so somebody's hurt and they're expressing that to you. You're instantly becoming selfish and in a way to defend yourself, to deflect. Mm-hmm. And so that you're not Culpable. getting hurt as well by accepting that responsibility, mm-hmm. you know? It's a way to deflect. Yes, that's at least. And there's there are the we talk we've mentioned them, but there's three predominant ways if you're actually in conflict resolution that people do it wrong. And the one is facts, logic, and reason. The second one is being critical of the other person's emotions, feelings, and the third is being selfish, making it about you. The fourth is neglect. But nobody would say, well, you know, anytime somebody says that I hurt their feelings, I walk away from them, and I find that's a good solution. Like mm-hmm. no. I mean, there are those who do put it off, but they don't think they're resolving anything. Right. So how, let's let's stop talking about the negative and, and move towards the positive and say, okay, so what are the steps to good conflict, good emotional healing between two people? And again, this is ideally true between two people who are in some level of a healthy relationship. Mm. What we will use can be applied elsewhere. So you're in public and you step on somebody's toe and it really hurts them and you know you've hurt them and you need to apologize. Can you use some of these principles? Absolutely. Yeah. But the basis of this is between two people in some fashion of a healthy relationship. Yeah. I would like to maybe not divert the conversation, but I'm just thinking about like on a societal level, we're talking about politicians, like what is the way to resolve conflict in say our society, you know, like, and we don't have to talk about that. I just, it's, it's something that I would like to, to discuss at greater length. Like how do you genuinely in the splintered tribalized age that we live in where everybody's offended or pseudo offended, how do you really get through to to bring healing. So we don't have to talk about that right this second, but it's a good topic that needs to be fleshed out. Yeah. Like a macro. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, like you just said, ideally these are things that you can and should do 
with somebody that you already have somewhat of a healthy relationship, a boss, employee, uh, spouse, you know, they, these kind of things where it's, it's more of a one-to-one with somebody that's at least, <coughs> excuse me, familiar to you. Well, and we talk about it a lot that <coughs> one of the three components of the, any successful relationship is being open and honest and vulnerable. Right. And if, you talk about earning the right to be hurt. Right. If one of the person, if, if the person who is being hurt is embellishing, is lying, is being manipulative, is making things up to get a reaction out of the other person, well, that's beyond this. Mm-hmm. You know, in this situation, when somebody says, boy, this, is, this hurt my feelings, this took away this, this hurt me yeah. this way, whatever, it's, you, you have to be able to believe that it is true. Yeah. Otherwise, the, the relationship is already much more broken. Yeah. I just went to, we, we watched special, special Forces at your house last mm-hmm. night. And I was thinking about towards the end where Brian Austin Green and Black China, like he's just needling her. They don't really have a good relationship, no. if, if none. And anyways, like that was, that was an example that came in where you don't really know this person. And yeah, anyways. Yeah. And he's not going to apologize and she's not going to receive it well. Right. So... What the first thing to do is to realize, to be aware of, and to communicate in emotional needs and not feelings. Mm -hmm. I was explaining that to uh, my guy this afternoon, and it was neat because he's, again, brilliant. But to watch him wrap his head around this concept. Yeah. And we finally came up with, like, the emotional need is the fire. Uh Smoke is the feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're angry, that's the smoke. Mm-hmm. The fire is your emotional need not met. Right. So you're not going to have anger unless there's fire. Right. You know, there's a fire of the emotional need not being met. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we we did a semi-series on this, maybe like we episodes sure 190, 195, somewhere around there. Oh, I'd feelings love to look versus... it up and see how close you are. Yeah. <laughs> right, the difference between feelings and emotions. Your feelings are what happens when your emotions are either met which would be positive f- feelings, which is I'm happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel content. I feel, you know, warm in my, I feel, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And then if they're not met or taken from you, which we would define as a hurt. Right. That's where the negative emotions come I'm depressed. Come I'm well, anxious. Well, those, yeah, those would go into the four categories, which are anger, fear, guilt, and self-condemnation. Those feelings are a result of your needs not being met and being taken from you. If you just go to somebody and you say, you know, what you did made me angry. Okay, that's, mm-hmm. that's better than name-calling. Right. But that doesn't necessarily help the person understand the impact of what they did. Mm-hmm. And Brian, you alluded to this, but I think we should maybe lead with it. I think that was smart on your part, that the key is not forgiveness. And it's not even peace. In conflict resolution, it's not peace. It's not, certainly not forgiveness. Peace might be the ultimate goal, but it's to seek understanding. Mm-hmm. We want to seek to understand, obviously, how we feel, but let's say we've done that for the offender, the person who has done something wrong. How did my actions make the other person feel? Mm-hmm. So if the other person, the offended, if they're not aware of their emotions, all they can say is, well, that made me angry. Right. Or that left me so sad. And what's crazy is, you're lucky to get that. Right. When we say people don't know how to do conflict resolution, people don't know how to apologize, people don't need to express, you might just get, you're a jerk. Right. I mean, I met with a couple who's over 90 years old. 
And the woman said, and when he does that, I just tell him he's a jerk. Hmm. And I'm like, gosh, yeah. you're a well-respected couple who's been married for 70 years, and you're coming up with he's a jerk. Right. Not, hey, I'm very angry with you, which is still not ideal, but actually is I feel very alone. Mm. And what you said to me makes me feel not like I matter as your wife, and I don't feel very supported in what we're doing. Right. That's what you should say. This well-revered woman came up with, you're a jerk. You're a jerk. <laughs> you're a jerk. To a guy that nobody would believe is a jerk. So even as she explains huh. this to anybody else, mm-hmm. they'll be like, ah, he's a great guy. Now she's mad at them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's not aware of her emotional needs that aren't being met. Mm-hmm. So it's vital to know what they are and to know, you know, again, this is speaking to the offended person. Why are you upset? What is it that they said? How did it leave you with what emotions not being met or taken from you? Mm -hmm. And then obviously, okay, it went one of a couple of different places. You either got angry, you got scared, you know, you felt alone. That's in general. And you go from there. Um, Does it leave anything out? Um, They or someone else can then join you in your emotional to to comfort. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know where you are on that, but that's cool. Aren't we on one B? Two? Sure. Yeah, because like you just did that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You need to identify it. I just want to make sure I covered it. Um, it is important to know what the feelings are, but that's secondarily. You have to know what the emotions are. Yeah. Um, you know, because if, if I'm trying to comfort you after I hurt your feelings yeah. and really took away from your, you know, if I took one of your emotional needs away from you and I go, and you know, I can imagine how scared you must have been. You're like, scared? No, I was pissed off. Right. And I'm like, oh, right. Right. I can imagine how, you know, so that matters less. Yeah. So I think like the, the, what I'm, what I'm hearing and interpreting you, you have to wade through the feeling because again, when we go back to feelings versus emotions, feelings are much more the superficial uh, representation of what the emotion actually is. Stirred. Like you said, it's, what it's the emotion the smoke. stirred. Right. Smoke versus the fire. So what is the fire? And in order to do that, you have to understand what are the 10. Yeah. Um, and, and like you just, th- that, you know, I'm sorry if that took away your sense of security. I'm sorry if that made you scared. No, it, it, you know, it, whatever, like right. it made me feel alone or whatever. Yeah. It's to identify if you sit there and you go, man, what they said made me so angry. Then you need to say, okay, why did it make me mm-hmm. angry? What, what was it that they did or said? And what, what emotion, emotional need did it not meet or take from me? So I have to look at those things. Mm-hmm. If you just go, I'm mad, I'm angry, and you stop at the feelings, you're not getting anywhere. And so then in that moment, as far as expressing a hurt, you have to effectively, openly, honestly communicate. Hey, look, when you said this, mm-hmm. it made me feel this way because of this. It made me angry because... I trusted you and you betrayed my, my confidence in you yeah. or because I needed your encouragement and you didn't. Instead, you made fun. You know, that's encouragement. You want to communicate it clearly and you want to make sure that you don't diminish right. your need. I know it's stupid, yeah. but I just need this. No, 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 no. I need this. Right. Don't embellish it. Oh, there was the worst thing and I almost died. Right. No, just effectively and clearly communicate it and for the offender you have to trust them or else again the relationship's broken right Mm. you have to trust them and you have to listen to them and you know you want to be actively listening like okay thinking about them what's going on where are they coming from in that moment 
Make sense? It does. Mm-hmm. It, what you said is as far as the diminishing, oh, I, you know, I felt this way, but uh, it's, it, it's okay. It's not like that makes me sad when I, when I see people doing that. Um, cause that's, you know, that's very deep in self-condemnation and, and, uh, and guilt. And they've been conditioned to that. Right. I'm sure they've got parents who said, stop crying. I'll give you something to cry about. Right. And, mm-hmm. and well, it's like my that. fault that I'm crying now. So maybe I, yeah. Yeah. To state it clearly. Yeah. Now this is one of those sort of sidebar moments. The next step, you know, in a given moment, this isn't going to happen, but let's say somebody you're in a relationship with expresses a hurt to you or you express and hurt to somebody you're in a relationship and it's sort of on the table. It's sitting there. You've gone your separate ways. It's later that night. It's early the next morning, whatever else you want to look into your past and say, let's say you're the offender, offended person, the person who's been hurt. And you want to think, Hmm, did this, did this hurt more than it should have? Mm -hmm. And if so, why, Mm -hmm. when have I been hurt like this in the past? Yeah. I guarantee you, it's almost never happening. Mm-hmm. Nobody is connecting present day hurts Mm-mm. to historical hurts. Right. Because what happens is subconsciously, and I'm speaking a little bit over, you know, I'm out a little bit over my, my skis here. I don't know if it's your subconscious or whatever else, but you'll feel like, whoa, I kind of overreacted there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're like, well, I gave somebody a little bit more, you know, cause they sure didn't mean it and everything else. Why? Well, we don't go, wait a minute. And then we think, oh, wait, that's that something re- happened five years ago. Of- happened ten years ago. Yeah, goes all the way back to my mom, my dad, and everything else. So we feel shamed <gasps> that it hurt us so much. We don't even believe ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was weird that I overreacted that way. Yeah, when in reality you're not, because it's not just this hurt; it's every other hurt that is that is connected to that. Sure, you it's know? inflamed. By yeah, that. I think about it's one of the reasons why you have that need. I, I I still think about last week. I think it was when we talked about the 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 horrible divorces, and Ugh. the one girl, the the lady divorced her husband because he didn't like Frozen after six years of marriage. I, uh, I mean, that is not a right then hurt. That is a hurt over six plus years. You know, and I think that's very common for people. And like you said, it's very uncommon for people to be able to, they can feel the hurt in the moment, but they, it's hard for them to see how that hurt is compounded by everything in their past that's, a, that's attached to that, that, that thing. And rarer, yeah, here, let's talk about this. So if you are the person, the, offend, the offender, not the offended Whatever. If you're the person somebody said, hey, you hurt my feelings, Mm -hmm. and now you have a minute to think about it, it's also a really good thing for you to think of their past. Mm -hmm. Because you might go, man, they overreacted. All right, well, why? What is it they've been through? Now, maybe, again, if it's a coworker situation, if it's your friend who you met a year ago, you don't know what happened when he was in preschool or whatever else. Right. But it gives you greater insight. So here's my question. Well, let me finish that statement it gives you a greater reason to understand them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it also begins to break your heart a little bit because mm-hmm. you're not going to be so defensive. You're going to go, oh, wow, I hurt them in the same way they've been hurt before. Yeah, well, I want to avoid that in the future. And I want to fix that right now. Here's my question for the table. There isn't a correct answer that I'm aware of as we go in. What is more difficult to examine your own past hmm. and connect historical hurts to present hurts? Or is it more difficult to 
look into a trusted loved one's past. My own. I feel it's, it's my own. Because like you've, you've lived with it, and you've learned how to cope. And justify not, things away. Not in healthy ways, right. but like you've just... You've filed lo- it away. Right. It's yeah. like, you know, classic comedian you know, story of like, I just got made fun of and I was bullied all my life and my, my coping me- mechanism was my comedy. And, you know, we laughed it all away. It's not healthy. Right. But that's how they handled it. Right. Um, so... So they get detached. Right. So you might not... Because I've definitely sat with you guys and like, you know, <clears throat> we've talked about that stuff where... You know, I've I've recognized stuff with Amy that like, well, yeah, that's why that mm-hmm. that even even with not loved ones, like talking yeah. about um, like like some somebody I work with, I know they have a high need of respect, and and I've learned that over the several years that I've worked with them that I can under I can understand it, and I think about. Man, they must have been really hurt when they were kids somehow, and that's why they are the way that they are. So it's more, it's much, it's powerful that I know that because then I can avoid disrespecting disrespecting them and hurting them. Or when somebody has disrespected them at work, I can say, "Man, that you know," and go into you know some kind of healing emotional need. And as they know. tell you stories of their life, I'm sure you're like, "Up oh, there it is." Yeah. Or, or yeah, you can you can see like, "Yep, that's that's." Maybe not the original one, but that's that's why that hurts so bad to them. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, for me, it's after having gone through this for the past, you know, and having the podcast for several years, but also, you know, us talking about it for even longer than that, it's become almost like a like a third eye or like a second sight now. At the more that you do it, like I, for whatever reasons we're talking about this, I'm picturing like a waitress or somebody like where you you have these brief interactions. But in the time that you have these interactions, even with a stranger, because of everything that we've been talking about, it becomes much easier and much easier to number one, understand that they all, that we all are, all are on our journey and that there are hurts first and foremost. Like that's kind of my default when I go to talk to anybody now. Like I understand that there's a lot going on that, and so. And you can categorize, this is a different whole yeah. topic because it isn't conflict resolution. Yep. It's building people up. But like, you know, anytime you're checking out of anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, if you say, hey, everybody treating you okay today? And, oh, all right. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate you very much because you're the only one that's appreciated them. Right. You know, there, there are right. certain categories of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to your point, your point saying that it's easier to diagnose it in somebody else or to diagnose is wrong word, but to think of it. I would say the, and I agree with you both. I think it's very hard to examine yourself. Yeah, it's a lot easier to look at somebody else's life mm-hmm. and analyze it. Well, it's, I mean, it's the it is what it is. Oh, that's what the person yeah. who's hurt. Well, yeah, like it, like for me, like there I go again. This hurts again, or somebody well, else it's did like this it, to me again. It, this is just the way it is, and it, and some, and like I had to have like you know kind of my you know wake up and be like, yeah, it is the way it is because it sucked, you know, like this. This was not a good thing, you know. Like, there's so there's so many people that have grown up with so much hurt, and it's like, well, that's that's life, you know. And we just got to get through it. And it's like, no, that that was a really substantial thing that hurt. Like, you know, like you need to recognize right. and, that. And you've gotten to the point where you've come to grips with it, and it's become normalized. So therefore, why would I look back? Right, give it credibility again. Right, you don't want to, look to back. impact me to this day. I don't want to think about it anymore. Right. Yeah. My, my only counterpoint to that is, 
it's easy to diagnose it in somebody else. However, in a given moment when I say, hey, listen, you pissed me off. It's pretty hard for you to go, now, why is Jay feeling this way? <laughs> is this attached <laughs> to... You're going, yeah. excuse me? Yeah, right. Because you're too busy saying, uh-huh. wait, somebody's coming at me? This is just like when my fourth grade teacher mm-hmm. thought I was the That's one a great point. that did this. That's a great you're point. You're not going, oh, man, mm-hmm. look at them. They're angry again. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this is probably because of... Yeah. So in the given moment, I think it's pretty difficult. Uh, for I, sure. And I'll give you an example. This past weekend remember like i was talking about axe throwing and we didn't have to apologize and i said "Ah, actually we did yeah there was a little bit in there yeah um we came home and lex and i were talking and i could tell something wasn't you know 100 (sighs) percent right and uh, i was like what's going on and she's like well since i've moved here my every everybody like i grew up playing games right like my family we always played games and it was a lot of fun but since i've moved here everybody knows i win a lot and so now I don't even like I don't even like to win necessarily because uh, now I'm mm. I, 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 like and I was like well, give me an example she's like well you and you you and your sister specifically said we're glad Lex didn't win this round and I was like I don't even remember saying that and and but oh. but as she's telling yeah. me this yeah. my anger is rising cuz I'm like this is so dumb like <laughs> Like, I can't believe that this is something, and I went back and apologized to her because, like, I took a step back and I said, be that as it may, and it's not dumb, but in that moment, you know, so there was a lot of apologizing and conflict resolution in that moment. Yeah. But yeah, that's a hurt for her. And I, I even told her, what well, we all see you as like the Tom Brady, you know, nobody likes Tom Brady to win, you know, so it was, oh man, there was a lot going on there. <laughs> But can we break that down a little bit? <laughs> over time? We came and, and actually it was it was really healthy over time. Well, but, yeah, well, yeah. Sorry, Jay. no, you go. No, please go ahead. We'll just wait. You go ahead. <laughs> well, no, it reminds me of Amy, and what's good is bad. You know, like oh, Lex wins. It's bad because Lex wins because everybody thinks right. Lex wins. Yeah. So, <clears throat> just saying for future reference, like let's support Lex in her winning. The moral of the story is <laughs> don't celebrate when Lex loses and don't make fun of her when she wins. Yeah, but it goes back to your point about you're you you did something to me. Oh, I'm so like you're not like your first thought isn't necessarily to go. Your first thought was this, this is, is so the dumb. dumbest. Like I can't believe that she's bringing this up when mm-hmm. it's been a hurt for her over 20 years and in she, so many multiple ways. Yeah. And she led with that. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so then, how selfish am I? But right. Then, wait, but then you went to. Well, first was I didn't even do that. Uh-huh. Then it was this is so stupid. Yeah. And then he was like, well, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. It like, was a trifecta. Yeah. We eventually got to the point where I did join her, and I said, <laughs> "You said, oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm the worst. I don't even know why you love me." And you ran away with your arms behind your back. No, we did get to the point where I said, "I have to take a step back." I hear you. I you are you are valued and uh, like. I did it the right way eventually, but it took me like three or four tries. Because in the moment... Because in the moment, my emotions, my feelings... Your past hurts from... My past hurts, all the anger, you know? So, and and that's just is to the point that you just made about it's it's easy to talk about this in, in theory, a sterile environment, right? But then yeah. in the real world, poor Lex. Yes, I can see her yes. history, right, and where she's been, and oh, I, my heart is in my throat. The fact that she's like, 
when you led with ever since I moved here, I was like, oh gosh, like this isn't, you know, the other day. Yeah. Right. That yeah. one time I won that one game. Ever this since is a I deep moved cut. here. Yeah. And of course, I immediately go, like, I have to go home and grab Rachel by the ears, wake her up and just be like, hey, no more Lex Wynn stuff. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's a deep one there. That's, you want to let that one go. Yeah. But um, and then you and I didn't like I didn't specifically come out and tell her if she was it was dumb. She but gleaned that in my head. I was reaction. thinking that and like I, I was just I was kind of cold and and you know Ugh. neglect, um, critical. It you know it 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 wasn't very productive on round one. It wasn't a good lead me. in. It was but you not, rallied. I appreciate I, you bringing it up because it's a great example. It's a great example. Yeah. Because now you can look at it. And yeah. We could even go deeper. Like, well, I was gonna say, do you, now, now that we're having this podcast, do you feel like you, you still need to go? No, I and don't. Apologize? Okay. I don't because what about I was talking about her on the podcast. <laughs> Should you go back to? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, but it, like the 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 what was nice about it is I came. I said, look, from here on out, I will defend you. You know, and and it, I can only control what I can control. But when we're in a setting with you know other people that may have the tendency to do this, I'm going to go to bat for you, and I'm going to make you not feel alone in this. Now that I understand how deep of our, so I was able to join. How did she respond to that? She was like, "Thank you." Like she, it, okay, meant a, it meant a lot to her to do that because she doesn't want you the next time there's a game for you to like rip your shirt open and go. And if anybody gets no. mad at Lex winning, you got to come through me. And she's right. like, oh, "No, she doesn't necessarily want that. want that, but she does want to know that she's been heard." And validated, and that there is a support in place for her, um, especially with people that are close to us. Mm -hmm. You know that that may do that. So you know, and even out of this apology, I've now verbalized it to you guys. And so it, even in our four friend, our, our you so, know, four families, any game we play, I am still going to win, but I'm not going to gloat when I do Shh. or bring up her history of winning. Right. It'll just be in that one moment. Mm -hmm. I was better than you. Mm -hmm. And I'll just let her chew on that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get her a little unused to winning by beating her, not just pointing out that she wins. That'd be fantastic. That's what this is all about. Um, but that is a wonderful example because it is the dynamic in the moment and your own past hurts coming up and clouding where you are. And that's why I say in a sterile environment, mm -hmm. or as my brother likes to say, looks good on paper. Right. You put it out in the dynamic world and man, it is on. And it is very difficult. It's like communism. It's good in theory, maybe. But in the real like world. That. What else did we talk about today? Oh, no. Okay. Like that. But before we go further, I think we should stop. Okay. Because our next yeah. point is pretty deep. Yeah, and we're already almost uh, into an hour here. So we're going to be doing... And Eric was thinking, you know what? I don't want to get too much sleep tonight. No, I was just panicking because no, I thought something was wrong with the stream. But it's, it's fine. <laughs> Everything's it's fine. fine. No, I think, I think this is a good stopping point. Yeah, so to summarize, number one, you have to be aware of your emotions. What emotional need was not met or taken from you? Secondarily important is knowing where your feelings went from there. Okay, mm -hmm. but more importantly, why does this hurt? And or why is that other person hurt the way they are? Mm -hmm. That you should be seeking understanding, not forgiveness. Then if you've been hurt, you should effectively communicate that to somebody else while not embellishing or diminishing. Um, and in the process, looking into your own or their own past as to where have they been hurt like this before. Mm -hmm. And we will pick up from there next week. Yeah. And that's it for episode 20, uh, 216. So please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. Again, while there, please do take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Bye. 
But it's like the filter of the body. Like, I just don't understand <laughs> the how... The filter of the body. <laughs> mm, these are great. Yeah. What are they? Sheep balls. 